Hey everybody and welcome to Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. I am your temporary host, Alex Klein, covering for Brian. He is uh, he's in Florida, so if you guys know anything, have been watching any of the weather or the news recently, he is busy dealing with some things. So if you guys can all send your love and uh, good vibes his way, he would greatly appreciate it. And we are more than happy to cover the slack for him on the show. Today, we have a jam-packed episode for you guys. Uh, and we've got two favorite weirdos here. We've got Kara down below and Kevin up top. Kara, how's it going? Going pretty good. Excited yeah. to be here. It's been a while. Nice. Yeah, welcome, welcome. And Kevin, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here with you, too. Yeah, yeah. So we've got, uh, as the title alludes, we are going to be talking about She-Hulk episodes five, six, and seven. But uh, it would not be a Marvel show without discussing some of the huge bits of Marvel news that have come out recently in uh, what appears it's like the last week and a half. But this is a lot of stuff. So I've got it all written down. Shout out to Kevin for keeping me honest on this. Uh, the first one that we're going to be talking about is Deadpool 3. Uh, if any of you uh, have not seen this yet, uh, some Hugh news came out uh, a week or two ago. Ryan Reynolds teased that Hugh Jackman is going to be in the movie in the new Deadpool 3. Confirmed that there is a Deadpool 3. We kind of already knew that it was happening, but this was almost uh, perfect. They did a little skit a bit around uh, what the show is going to be about. Uh, we got a little bit of kind of a logo. We found out that this has nothing to do with Logan and takes place presumably before Logan. Um, but, he, I mean, not only are we getting a Deadpool movie in the MCU, we get Hugh Jackman on video saying, thank you, MCU, which uh, is, I think, something we see quite often here on this show. Uh, Kevin, we'll start with you up at the top. What are you feeling about this Deadpool news? Uh, it was uh, Hugh nudes uh, for, uh, for when we saw that. Yeah, it was... Um, I think I got like multiple pings of Ryan Reynolds posting this thing. And I was like, Oh, we got Deadpool news. And then it's like, they were like, wait till the end. And then I was like, I'm watching through and watching through. And then you just see him in the background. It's like, Oh my God, like they did it, you know? And the funny thing is that I think, uh, I think it was back in, I found an old tweet, I think back in 2000, uh, January, 2000, uh, 2021, uh, not 2001, 2021. Um, Ryan, he had tweeted like, Oh yeah, the planned, Deadpool three, when it was being developed at Fox before the merger uh, completed was a, like a road trip movie with him and Wolverine, you know, Deadpool. And so like, who knows if that's, if it sounds like it's going to pull maybe some of those ideas, you know, and obviously fit it into the MCU somehow, but yeah, super exciting. Yeah. And the video the next day when they were like, we're not touching Logan and then, or it's going to be before Logan. So that all works, but yeah, really exciting. And it's uh, coming out Labor Day. 2024 the that that date which had just recently been moved it was a february date so i think alex on our show that we did on comics and cinema i think we had predicted that old february date may have been the deadpool one and it i think it totally was so so we were right i think we might be right right but uh yeah super excited for this really excited Kara, same feeling? I know you're a huge Deadpool fan, right? Yeah, no, I do not give two rips about Deadpool. Um, However, I am just finding out live as we we chat that Hugh Jackman's in it. So that's cool. Like, I like uh, their relationship. Like, Ryan and Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have a great, like, faux rivalry that they uh, have a lot of fun together. So that, you know. That's cool. I like that. I guess I have a year and a half to see the second one and decide if I'm going to see the third one. <laughs> Did you see the first one and said, not a fan? 
Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's I, I know a lot of people loved it. I know a lot of people who did not like that movie. So, but I've only seen it once, and that was like however many years ago. So you never know. Yeah, taste can change. I think our taste buds change every seven years. So you might be right on time. Maybe. Uh, I'm I am equally pumped about this as Kevin is. Uh, this was big news, uh, not just for my Marvel picks, which, yes, Kevin, we did say that for February. So we got that right. Uh, but just the idea of the X-Men getting to be in the MCU. And so as I was kind of sitting and thinking about it, my my prediction and I it's probably wrong, but I was like, you know, there's a comic run where Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. And I don't know what their plan is with this. Like, is this. Uh, is this in the same universe as, you know, 616? Is this in a separate universe? But when you think about the X-Men characters have to be the Fox X-Men characters until 2026. So why not bring a bunch of the best characters from all of the X-Men movie into this Deadpool movie, either to kill them or to just have them there to be there? Because again, the minute that we pass that date, they're not coming back. Like we're not going to just bring Halle Berry back to play storm. And there's so many other great actors out there that can do it. But I feel like for this movie, it would be prime real estate for them to be like, Hey, here's your X-Men movie. This is like the swan song to the X-Men universe. And then here comes Deadpool. Cause again, Hugh's probably not going to be doing it for a while either. So there's gotta be something there again. I don't know if that's the plot, but my guess, my receipt would be they're going to be more uh, X-Men characters played by the original people in that movie. And I'm, I'm excited for it. I don't know if it's going to be true or not, but I'm, I'm pumped. And it definitely, it, and it definitely isn't them saying, Oh, Hugh Jackman's the MCU wolverine right. like it still leaves that open you know and like i think people like because it's going to be so close to uh secret wars people are probably going to be people are like oh maybe he'll do deadpool 3 and then like appear in secret wars uh you know but like i think this is like this is it for for hugh jackman like this will be hit the final final one of him doing it and then you know but maybe maybe secret wars but yeah it's it, it's great because it leaves the door totally open to introduce a new person to play the role for the MC proper, which is great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to jump to another huge bit of news. And Kara, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, Wakanda Forever, Black Panther. Tickets came out today along with the prerequisite new trailer and a poster, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, I I did joke that the poster is just to play on the others and they just flip some of the people upside down. But... It is a super cool poster. I watched the trailer, believe it or not, watched it once on my phone and I was very tired. So I don't remember a lot of it, but it was a good trailer. It was a really good trailer. Uh, and I've got my tickets pre-ordered. Kara, what'd you think of all that? The You got tickets secured? Did you see I the did, trailer? Yeah. You like the poster? I did not see the trailer. Uh, as Ooh. a rule of thumb, I try not to see trailers. I'll maybe watch the first one that comes out and then I typically don't watch the rest. Even more so for this movie, this is my most anticipated project of 2022, uh, probably uh, like since the last Black Panther uh, has been one of my top anticipated projects. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I am very attached to Chadwick, <laughs> or I should say I was very at attached to him. Uh, and so I have a lot of feelings. I cried several times while watching the first trailer that was released for this movie. Uh, so I'm just going to like save all of the mountain of tears for November 10th. 
That's fair. I will say though, I know you're you're like uh, Mbaku, mm-hmm. and I, I, it's not a spoiler to say he does have some speaking lines in this trailer, and they were pretty good. I was like, ooh, okay, okay. He always looks good, and yeah. so do the girls. Like the girls are on this press tour, uh, Letitia, Denai, and Lupita, and they look amazing. Like everything that they're doing, they their dress is amazing, but also like the vibe that they're putting out because there's a lot of video footage of what they're doing and how they're connected to each other and the sisterhood that they have. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that's a. Ugh. And I, I know you shared a couple of those pictures of of them and their their looks, I guess you could say. And they, yeah, just they're thriving. They're living their best life right now. I know we have to address it. I don't think uh, Letitia has mentioned anything since her uh, pretty wild comments back uh, during those anti-vax moments. Uh, but I will say it's not good, but I'm willing to not think about that while I'm watching the movie and we'll deal with it after the movie because I'm very excited, but she does still have some questions that need to be answered. Kevin, what about you? What'd you think of all that? You got some tickets? Yes, I did get, I did get a ticket. Uh, I think I'm going to be one of the later ones of our friend group seeing, uh, cause I I'm working on Thursday in the evening, so I won't be able to uh, go that. Yeah, but I'm going Friday. I'm not waiting Friday night. I'm going Friday afternoon. Good. So I won't be that, that far behind. Um, yeah. I watched the trailer again, like you, I watched it on my phone early in the morning so i don't remember a lot but uh, namor looked amazing uh that we got to see him with the little foot wings happening yep. and like that's amazing uh i do want to watch it maybe one more time on my computer get it a little bit bigger screen uh but yeah i'm excited uh the only thing i've said is i'm uh, as much as much as i'm excited for i'm so nervous because just of all the expectations by just beyond the chadwick situation just the first one was so great then you have the chadwick situation and then it's like now it's just like the trailers make it look so good it's just like i just don't want it to fail or be like mediocre or like you know it doesn't i don't think it for me at least it doesn't need to be better than the first film it just has to it just has to be good you know like i would mm-hmm. love if it was equal i just don't want it to flop in any sense you know and i don't think well, it will. you know that it was like redone right like because there was a story and then they had to redo exactly the story exactly in a, in so much short period of time and we know that kugler would have been thinking of this his original story for years before this right exactly wow. and i think i think he has said that they did incorporate a good number of what they were planning to do, you know, but they did have to rework other things. So yeah, that's just my, my big thing is just, I'm just so nervous for it because I, I just want it to mm-hmm. succeed and just Very be nervous. as good yeah. as it be as good as, as I, it looks like it can be, because it looks like it's going to be amazing. And I hope it, and I, if it goes on this trajectory, it's definitely going to be the best MCU movie this year, but far and away, you know, I, I'm pretty confident on that. If it, if it, if it sticks to landing, yeah, and honestly, I, I would agree with that. As much as I loved Doctor Strange, this has been, is my most anticipated MCU movie for the year as well. And, uh, you know, I've, I haven't been quiet about me wanting them to recast T'Challa as someone else, but I have since, I still want them to do that, but now after seeing these trailers, after getting so close to where we're at right now, I'm willing to just kind of, just like with Letitia, I, I'm letting that all go. I just want to judge this movie on its merits and see what they decided to do with this, because I know based on everything that I've heard, like I'm sure there were people in, in their ear saying you need to recast. And there are other people saying, you know, just make this movie. So they chose to do something and I'm excited to see what it is they chose to do, especially with a two hour and 41 minute runtime. 
there's a story there for sure. And it's probably like Kara was saying a tear inducing story. My question is, and I know this has always been one is okay. The easy solution is to have it take place during the blip, but Shuri was missing during the blip. Right. And so my only question would be, was that a lie? Did she purposefully hide herself? Uh, Cause there's a scene in the trailer. And again, not a spoiler care, but there's a scene where they're kind of during the ceremony, they're walking up and it's Ramonda and she's holding, I think she's holding the T'Challa's Panther helmet and Shuri's walking next to her in the same garb, but she's got a hood over her face. So you can't see that it's her. And I just wonder if maybe there was a bit of secrecy around her of like, you know, everyone was coming after her in Infinity War, you know, with her helping Vision. I don't know. I just, it would be cool if it did that. Again, I have no idea what they're doing. And even after this trailer, I have no idea what they're doing. So we've seen two minutes of an 100 and what is this? Eight, oh man, 161 minute movie. We have only seen two of those minutes. So this is just, it's going to be insane. Uh, Kara, you said you got tickets as well. Yeah, I got tickets and I took the Thursday and the Friday off of work in case I needed to cry a little bit. <laughs> nice. It's funny, I'm doing the same thing. I, I So I got 7.30 tickets on uh, Thursday night. Again, long movie, so I do not want to be waking up early for work on Friday. Taking Friday off, probably going to go see it again on Friday. But yeah. um, super exciting. Glad that it's finally here. No real, uh, I know our good friend Maya had some issues buying her tickets, but I don't think there were any other things besides yeah. that. It seemed like very smooth experience. It was uh, smooth for me, which was surprising. Mm -hmm. um, I did see uh, normally when I go with a uh, friend of the program, Ryan, uh, we're not going on this one, unfortunately, together, but we normally with Thursday and evening and name C. And uh, I saw that one was filling up, but like I could get through the site. But when I did mine on Friday, like there were only a couple seats taken and I picked one right in the back center and I checked right out and it was really great. Um, so yeah, easy for me. And uh, I just saw uh, Brian in the chat. Uh, I was going to mention this too about the the blip thing, Alex. I I don't think it will be because, like Brian said, he's he said then you'd have to kick the can down the road with the Chadwick situation. So I think I think it's going to be after Endgame when so Chadwick was in there and then then he died after that. Some somehow in the MCU and obviously in real life, you know, and then they're just going to deal with that then and such. So that that's what I feel, but I understand what you're saying about coming uh, at it from the blip, it, blip part. And but that, yeah. And that's, you know, it's fine if that's what they choose to do. I just keep thinking about what is the least amount of trauma we can give the audience. And, and if we have to see, we're certainly not going to see Chadwick though. I lose my mind if they somehow filmed something, but it sounds like if that's the case, you'd at least see him as the black Panther in the costume and you wouldn't, it would be a different actor, yeah. but like mm -hmm. just have to see him die again, I think would mm -hmm. just be, It'd be too much. And yeah. we've seen him. I mean, he yeah. dies in the first movie. <laughs> He dies in what if twice, I think. And and now we'd have to do it again. It's just, oh, that's a lot. But like I said, I, I'm going to trust them. I'm going to trust what they decide to do. And I'm going to judge it on that day. I think uh, it would so, be like Eight Simple Rules. Did you guys ever watch Eight Simple Rules? And then John Ritter was the dad oh, in that mm -hmm. show. And then when he passed away in real life, they made an episode where they showed the family grieving. It is still to this day the saddest piece of television I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, because you're watching the actors like truly grieve this person that they loved, but they're playing a character to grieve. I think that we're going to see something similar where we see these actors and actresses have a chance to grieve uh, Chadwick in addition to T'Challa. And I think that's what's going to make it emotional. And that's what's scaring me. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, because they did the same thing in Riverdale with uh, Archie's dad. Uh, I remember mm. the guy's name, but he he had a heart attack or something. And they, they did an episode like that. And it was, I'll admit, it was beautiful. And part of me was like, why do I have to watch this? But at the same time, I was like, 
okay, it's this so is, emotional. and so it, it, it yeah. almost is like you're having to grapple with that feeling of like, oh, I got to experience this death again, but to see it and witness it that way with the actors, mm-hmm. like I said, I, you know, I, I really don't want to pass any judgment until I actually get to see it and see how I feel about it. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm excited. And I think a little nervous now that know that this might be a possibility. Welcome back. Kevin. Yeah. Um, okay, so a couple of other quick bits of news that we'll do roundtable. Kevin, we'll we'll just start with you and go up to Kara. Uh, Blade lost its director. Uh, I did see that there were also some rumors, and I won't mention them. I feel like anytime something happens with a movie like this, it's like, oh, by the way, here's 16 other things that also might be wrong with this movie. And it's like, just like, we're, so we're only going to talk about what is confirmed, which is that a director was lost. It sounds like um, I heard Mahershala wanted some stuff. Maybe it's not going the way that they want it to go right now. But again, we've got a lot of time. They clearly want to make this movie. Um, was there anything that you made from this news, Kevin? Anything we should be concerned about? I mean, it, it did sound like it truly, because uh, this this film was just, the start of it has been delayed. The, like the filming of it has been delayed like for so long, you know? And I think um, it was supposed to now have started it was like supposed to have started this week, I think. And then that slightly got pushed to maybe in a month's time. And now I think with this other change, it's it got, the can got kicked f- further into like early 2023. So I think that's truly the reason why, but like, yeah, I just am like um, this. It, we, we heard about this first in, in 2019, you know, with like Mahershala coming out and like, it right. sounds like, and we were supposed to see him, at least twice, once in Eternals, and then they were like, oh, we're only going to do the voiceover. And then I think he was um, maybe in Moon Knight, or there was something else, there was some other property, or maybe it might have been this werewolf by night, I'm not sure. But in any in any event, we were maybe supposed to see him, we haven't seen him, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like maybe he's getting restless, that's what some of the rumors were, that like he's not enjoying how the script's turning out, and like the amount of action sequences or whatever, so I don't know, I hope they can get somebody soon, and it just doesn't push this, because I feel like now that it's going to get off the date they gave, and they're going to have to switch it around, and I don't know. I just hope I just want I want to see it, you know, because I I feel like this is going to be a cool character to see, and just the fact that it just keeps they can't seem to figure it out is uh upsetting at the moment, but I'm glad they're not rushing into it. That's also encouraging. So yeah, certainly, Kara. Same for you. Do are you kind of a eh, about Blade? I imagine. I really care about this franchise, so yeah. I this hope they figure it out. <laughs> uh, well, so that's eleven of twenty twenty. Oh. I have a prediction here. What if they switch Blade and and uh, into our second bit of news, Armor Wars? So Armor Wars is supposed to be coming out that fall, right? Uh, but that never had a, it. Never had a release date for that. It didn't. It just yeah. said fall of 2023, which is we pegged as November. I have the chart up again. We we pegged as November to December, right? And Blade oh. comes out November third. So what if they just flip flopped it? Armor Wars gets that November third date. Yeah, uh, I, for me, I don't think so. I think Armor Wars is still too far behind in like the because now oh, they have okay. to they have to read. Well, so the news, as Alex was alluding to, is Armor Wars, the former Disney Plus six episode series, has been re is being reworked into a feature film. They're keeping the who was the, uh, I, I don't know his name, uh, pardon me, but the who was the head writer is sticking on to write the screenplay. Um, but they had already been doing some, I, I think, some development work on the six episode series. So who knows how much that's being reworked if they're just scrapping it and starting over. Don't really know. But it, that also feels like that's that was supposed to. I think Don Cheadle said they were originally supposed to start filming last year. It was supposed to start filming this year in the fall, and now you know it's going to be pushed back even more. Even more. Uh, I just hope 
uh, even though this has not been confirmed that in any form of this movie, Sam Rockwell, you know, Justin Hammer, I just want him to come. I, I hope they, they know the internet, the internet please. And it's like, they're going to make that happen because he would be perfect to fit. And I think, cause I think Justin Hammer factors into the comic storyline if I'm not mistaken, but I, I can't really, um, remember for sure but i he we just need him back because i think now with the resurgence that they've given to some of those earlier villains yeah. from the phase one movies i think he'd do well kara what do you think about that uh I, so i'm excited about the show becoming a movie the disney plus shows i like them but they don't like movies for me rank higher in yep. hype factor i also love that there's that this show, like this story, which features black leads is now becoming a movie where it's going to be on like big screen, which mainstream movies. There's not tons of black leads. Like we're just talking about black Panther, but there's just not a ton. Uh, And so to have that representation on the big screen, I think is really important, especially for kids uh, or people that may or may not be able to afford Disney plus uh, a Disney plus subscription. So I love that. Uh, I'm very excited for this project. Anyways, you guys know how I feel about Iron Man. Love Iron Man. Love Iron Man 2. Because of Justin Hammer. My favorite Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man 2 is fantastic. Uh, If Justin Hammer came on here, it would be almost at the level of uh, (laughs) Trevor Slattery coming into Uh Shang-Chi. Maybe he'll make an appearance too, a cameo. I'll bring back all the Iron Man villains. So this this essentially now is Iron Man 4. It could be. Well, well, it's still it's still closely tied to Secret Invasion because of I think it's still continuing. Uh, uh, Iron Man three was tied to Avengers. That's it's true. The same yeah, thing. it's just here's this is your next Iron Man movie, but Riri Williams is is the or it's it's like Wakanda Forever, right? Who's the next Iron Man? Is it Rhodey? Is it Riri? We don't know. Uh, but it's Wait. that same vibe. Uh, do either of you think Downey shows up now that it's a movie? I really hope not. I don't not for that not for like not, it's too soon yeah. i don't know i was just saying because if it's a movie now you know it feels like budgets are different or more money i don't know i would think it? that if disney was like okay because i don't know their their budgets are pretty big but if they're bumping it to a movie they're gonna probably get more of a budget but then to be like hey what if we got robert downey yeah. back? like okay we got to add 70 million now to the top of that budget mm-hmm. that would be a very expensive that. couple days of shooting yeah. uh i feel like harley might show up the kid from iron man yeah maybe he's interning or something yeah like i think he might be in the running for iron man or at least in in some capacity shows up Interesting. not that we need another white man superhero but But it'd be cool (laughs) to follow up on him see where he's at see if maybe he dropped out of school or something (laughs) i don't know Maybe he did. Uh, David in the comments says a lot of MCU movies are in development usually for over at least five years because before they are made into movies. Doesn't shock me since this probably happens all the time and we just don't hear about it, Uh, which is accurate. And I believe David's pulling that from our favorite uh, Marvel book on the movies, which we did get an inside look at how long a lot of these movies are in production. So, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, Okay, last bit of uh, news on here. This is breaking news. This came out today. Uh, Secret Wars apparently has found its writer through Deadline. Uh, Marvel has not confirmed it yet, but Michael Waldron, the writer of such amazing features as Loki and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, is going to be, is tapped to write Secret Wars, which honestly... 
I mean, insert Loki gif of what did you expect? Like, of course, he's going to be the one to do it if he did all of the other ones. Honestly, good for him for, you know, being as young as he is, getting put onto an Avengers film right away. Shows a lot of confidence from Marvel. Uh, and I see it also shows a lot of consternation from a lot of our fans. So uh, I apologize to some. Kara, we'll start with you. What do you think about this news? Are you on one of the bandwagons for Michael Waldron, the, the anti or pro? Or I just, you- like hated dr strange too with my entire heart the like i hated it <laughs> i hated it so much the story was so horrible and so i am now very concerned because i was very excited for the secret wars movie so what was it you did you like you didn't like the uh now nah, i'm actually i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna, i was gonna try i was gonna try to do some mental gymnastics there kevin what about you are you in the same boat um, I'm torn. I want more Loki um, Michael Waldron than Multiverse of Madness Michael Waldron. Um, and I also I made this comment to him and Jeff Loveness, who's doing Kang Dynasty. Like the two of them have been are like passing the ball on the Kang multiverse stuff. Like it started with uh, uh, Loki and multiverse, and now Quantumania. Love, Jeff Loveness is going to take Kang and uh, Quantumania, you know, and then he's doing Kang Dynasty and whatnot. So that like it makes sense that the two of them are writing these two Avengers movies. Um, I, the only thing I can say in terms of multiverse of madness is he like Michael Waldron, obviously he, from what it, it sounds like they, he originally did a very quick pass to meet the start of production. Then COVID hit. Then they really like took the time to break it down. I feel like part of the story was changed through directorial choices and the edit. And then like, obviously cutting a lot of the stuff out, you know? So I feel, I feel if, the draft that like they went into shoot, like actually shooting with, if it wasn't super in flux might've given a different picture of multiverse of madness. So it probably sure. It probably still could have had its problems. You know, I'm not forgiving everything, but it might not have been as bad as we all thought, you know? Cause like, I feel like there was that opening. They originally had an opening that explained more of like Wanda's situation of like being corrupted by the dark hold and going after six, one, six Mordo, you know, and that was cut, you know? So like that, that's a whole thing that he wrote that, you know, it's not there anymore, you know? So um, again, like I said, I'm not forgiving the entire movie and people's feelings on it. I just feel the, the script itself, if we saw what it was, might not have been as bad as what the end result was. So, but again, if we get more Loki, the Loki version, then the multiverse of madness, I will be happy. Yeah. And I think we got, there's still that, uh, that COVID era of content of, Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. you know, the writing of Loki Doctor too. Strange was a clear one, right? And a lot of those ones, both in the filming of those shows and then in the development of some mm-hmm. of those films, that was all hindered because of COVID. So in a sense, it's like, again, I feel blessed that I actually like this movie. But for some of the, for those of you that don't, it's like, you should probably just give him one more chance where he actually can just develop this film the way it should be versus, hey, we have to do this X, Y, and Z because of the pandemic, because of COVID, and which is now, you know, not as bad as it was back then. So we'll see. But um, again, makes total sense. Jeff Loveness as well, for, you know, for those of you that know, has written some Marvel comics too. Mm-hmm. So he's, uh, he's well-versed. Um, but we'll see. I like that though. I like that we've got... There's something about this we have not cracked yet of there being two Avengers movies in a year. They're both written by the same people that are writing prior films, Doctor Strange and Ant-Man, that both tie heavily into those Avengers movies. Something about them tells me it's like that they're obviously they're connected, but that they're also going to be very different. I don't know. I just it's an exciting time to be alive. So, okay, cool. (laughs) That is our news. 
Um, so from there, we are going to dive in. Okay, hold on. I've, he's our boss, so we gotta we gotta see what he's got to say. Maybe he bombed Multiverse of Madness because he was helping Feige with Star Wars. You would like that, wouldn't you, Brian? We'll see. But we'll who see. knows? Who knows how far they've gotten with that? Because we haven't heard anything about that in a while. So yeah, I'm sure that's probably the. They're like, okay, just call us whenever you want us to get started with that. We're not gonna just. We're not gonna touch it. We're focusing on Marvel right now. Uh, but okay, so She-Hulk, uh, let's let's dive in. So we've, we've got three more episodes under our belts. And uh, I'll just start by saying I think they're kind of a mixed bag, in my opinion. Uh, there's some things about the show, and it's kind of seeing this overall. And it's I'll be curious to see if my opinion changes by the end of the season. But this is probably going to be my least favorite of all of the Marvel shows, but it's not that it's a bad show. I'd still put it around probably a seven or an eight, which is really good. But at the same time, uh, a lot of this isn't for me in the sense of like, you know, the, the sitcom idea of it, I like, and I've grown to like it more, but there's pieces of that sitcom thing. That's just like, okay, we need to get to like, okay, you show a certain thing, uh, which we'll talk about at the end of the fifth episode. And we still haven't seen payoff for it again. That's fine, but you teased it, so where when's it coming? And there's a lot of other little B stories and side bits we haven't seen a lot of. There's a lot of hurriedness, it feels like, in the court cases as well. Uh, everything seems to be wrapped up nicely with a bow by the end of each episode, which is great. Again, that's the sitcom style, but there there are just some, some nitpicks that I'd certainly say that I have with it. Before we dive into these episodes, Kara, overall thoughts on these last three? Uh, yeah, I, I say that I am somewhat in the same boat as you, that I'm so confused about what's happening that I'm kind of reserving my opinion and how I have ranked the show um, until the end. Because I feel like in a, a watch with Jalen, you guys know from Nerdy Girls After Dark, we watch every week together. And I was saying to her, like I like, I feel like every episode I'm just watching like, Okay, like I'm not picking up what they're putting down, I think, uh, in each episode. So I, there, I, there's a lot of confusion in the show for me. Um, the Each episode is really different. Like if you think back for the last three episodes and then you compare that to the episode with the demons and the, oh, in the yeah. theater, like those are, it almost doesn't seem like the same show. Um, I love sitcoms. I love um uh, Jennifer Walters was it uh, Tatiana Maslany? Like I really like her. I, there's a lot of things of, of the show that I like. Nikki is the best part of the show, like yes. by far. Um, yeah, the last three episodes have been hit and miss for me. The overall great thing about the show is the very real uh, female representation that we get in terms of the little things that we have to deal with on a regular basis that is typically not talked about or looked at, especially in this big of a project, much to the chagrin of many men around the world who've decided that they hate this show because of it. Uh, but <laughs> where's my show, Kara? Where's my show? <laughs> yeah, when will I be represented? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I love like they're doing a really, really fantastic job. Like even the little comments that may or may not be caught um like just uh, wanting to walk home at night with headphones on and that piece like huge that is like females dreams everywhere like to be able to go for a walk with uh with headphones in um 
the whole ghosting things we'll talk about for sure. Like there's just so uh, insecurities and all these kinds of things. There's so much going on that is so relatable. Um, but overall, we'll see. I'll give you a, I'll give you a, this, a, a grade uh, at the end. <laughs> yeah, I should probably, I'll say I'll withhold my judgment until then as well, but you're right. I think, I think they're, you know, the parts, uh, parts like that, the themes are really good and are really better good. than the whole at this point. Uh, but again, it would have been a good binge show. I feel like this, I think this would have been a good binge series. I mean, I literally sat really down good. after work and watched these three episodes back to back, taking notes. And I was like, oh, it's over already. Okay. Cause, you know, 34 minutes, but you have to subtract seven of that for credits and then a minute and 50 at the beginning for the recap. So they're really not that long. Kevin, what about you? Last three, what have you thought? Um, five, I, five was my least favorite of the series when it dropped, uh, and then six and seven got a lot better. And I thought last week, I think was one of my favorites, if not the favorite of the series so far. Um, I'll also note that these three were directed by Anu Valia, um, whereas the first four and the next two are by Kat Koiro, you know? So mm -hmm. if that, um, I definitely, at least going into five, I felt like for me, the reason I didn't like it is I felt we had been ramping up like the humor and the jokes and everything in the up through the fourth episode which with madison and everything which i loved and then like we hit five and it's the court case with titania and it's just like we just like hit a brick wall and just like the humor didn't land in the same way so it was like what happened but then the wedding episode i thought was uh really fun and enjoyable and then um last week's um at the retreat with blonsky and the uh d-list characters was a lot of fun i thought um so yeah, I've been enjoying the series so far. I agree with what you're saying. I think watching it as a whole probably will give a better um, idea or whatever. Um, unlike you, Kara, I, I am following along what's happening and getting what's... Uh, maybe it's because I've read pretty much all of She-Hulk's comics and know a lot of her character that it's just... It, I'm absorbing it better and I know like this fits her and everything well enough, you know? And, I, or, and also just kind of seeing where they're kind of going, even though... Like you said, Alex, some of the B storylines are being not resolved right away and then they're being picked up in weird spots or whatever, you know, so. Um, like the Titanic, I just can't get over that in the first episode, she came crashing through the wall. Her second episode, what was it? First, crashing through the court. Yeah. And then yeah. we don't see her again for like four episodes. I still don't think that that was wrapped up. Like, still yeah, there's something that about that of like, okay, you know, they, they, well, they did wrap it up though, right? Yeah. They wrapped it up via a crawl on the news briefing on the TV where it said that the, you know, they basically argued that she had low blood sugar <laughs> or something and she got away with it. But okay, you know, it, if I can't read all of that stuff super, super fast, how am I going to catch it? How am I going to know? We didn't mention that any other spot. And so, okay, she gets away with it, but Emil Blonsky's got to wear this thing on his, uh, he, he can't turn into abomination. He's like super kind. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's dive in though. Cause there's, I, so I took some notes. I sent them to you guys. I'm we're certainly not going to talk about all of it, but there are some pieces. Cause like I said, I think there's some important bits of this. And the first one, honestly, the most important bit of this entire season, which is Nikki's drip. So we learn in this episode five about a certain drip broker, which is probably one of my favorite scenes in the show. But before that, we get a bit where Nikki and uh, uh, Jen go. What? Oh, Jen. oh, I thought you were going to try and say pug. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, so Nikki and Jen go to talk to Titania 
to tell her to stop. And Nikki is in this rainbow technicolor, uh, all all colors of the rainbow dress. And I was just, my eyes were feasting. I was like, this is just absolutely incredible. And then later on in that episode, when they go visit Alonzo, uh, or not Alonzo, I'm sorry, I think his name is Luke. Yeah, uh, she's got this beautiful floral yellow, blue, and red dress with like light blue eyeshadow on. I just, like I said, I lost my mind. I was like, she, and I, re- I still remember. I think about it every single time when they said that. Uh, I don't. What is her? Uh, what's her name in real life? Ginger Gonzaga. Ginger. Yeah, thank you, thank you. That she picked all of her outfits. A lot and of it I'm was like, her person. Was her personal? Was some of it was her personal stuff? Too. Right, like her personal stuff. And I'm just thinking to myself. Man, and there's even that line that Mallory says at one point when she's talking about She-Hulk and she's like, ah, Nikki, you seem to know exactly what you're doing when you, you know, you you care about what you wear. And I was just like, yeah, she does. So I'm just, like I said, I think Nikki's fashion has been my, my must watch TV of the show of like, what, what new things is she going to be wearing this week? Or you kind of feel the same way? Yeah, she's perfect. She is the one like actor that on the show that I think has nailed it. Like she has completely nailed this character. All of the rest of them, even Jen uh, in the show, like I'm not 100% sure that they completely nailed it. Uh, but she is like the um, RDJ to Tony Stark. Like that is like Ginger to Nikki. Like I think that is, she just nails it. And her whole vibe, including her sass that I think matches her outfit uh, is amazing. Yeah, that was on point two in that scene. Cause uh, she's like, wait, this is a beauty, like a beauty toxin, a beauty tonic, a beauty. Pr-. And she's like, these are just all the same thing. And Nikki's like, no, no, they're not. I'll take some of those samples, please. <laughs> yes. That was, and she even said, yeah, we gotta, we gotta walk in like you own the place. And ah, she is, she's mm-hmm. great. Kevin, you in love with Nikki too? Um, I like her. I don't think I'm in love with her as much as you guys, you guys like I, she's enjoyable, but like mm. I, she, to me, she's at least in the beginning episodes, like, we didn't know much about like she was just there and like yeah. she wasn't her own character really like she was just Jen's like hype person so which um, she does a great job of and another very important thing for women is to have women supporting women yeah for sure and that's but like we didn't know Nikki by herself so I think in episode five it was, like her and Pug going to uh, see Luke that was helpful and like she did something outside of just being Jen's support in the background yes. which again it's great but like that's all she was doing, you know, like I wanted to see Nikki outside of that sphere. So, um, and I thought, yeah, that uh, at least what we did, we're maybe going to get there or not, but with pug, that whole thing with them getting the, the Avengers merchandise and everything was like super hilarious. The knockoff stuff. And you don't like Avengers? I got Avengers. Yeah. Avengers, <laughs> Avengers and Avengers, you know? Yeah. That was really great and really fun. And, um, I feel a missed opportunity that they didn't do a post credit in that episode of them getting the shoes with the like the shoe oh. drop, you know, because I was going to ask Kevin, do you think that that's because it was a different director because only her episodes are the ones so far, that didn't have it? Uh, it might be. I mean, I, so and I don't know why, because I feel like there's right, definitely, either, there was but... definitely material in each of them that could have been a post credits. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But that's at the moment. It's unless episode eight doesn't have one. I mean, nine will probably definitely have one, but if next, if this week's doesn't have one, then it'll be like, Oh, it wasn't all of them. But, uh, Kevin, episode eight, the, the post credits going to be when daredevil shows up. Right. We're not getting him till the last episode. No, I think uh, he's coming this week, but, um, I'm but sure. The, but, I'm the, sure the, but yeah, that the whole, the, the drip broker and all that, the, them and the stuff that was a lot of fun, but 
uh yeah i'm i'm not as high on nikki as you guys but i i don't dislike her that's not saying i dislike her but i just i like every when she's on i'm not like oh my god yes it's more nikki i'm like oh good we're getting some more nikki and then let's move on to get back to the just jen show because it is yeah. she's our madison kevin hey you know that's the best part about the show though is that everyone's got somebody that's like oh this is my favorite this is and and there's so many different characters and i mm -hmm. think you really see that shine in these two episodes too and i'm gonna i'm gonna start skipping around a bit just so that we can have a good conversation of like the team-ups because this episode you get Nikki and Pug teaming up, mm -hmm. and the next episode you get Nikki and Mallory teaming. That was up. a good team, oh, and yeah. that was a fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I feel like again, it's like Nikki kind of seems like the reason these are good team ups. But at the same time, <laughs> mm -hmm. you are getting great background on Mallory. You're getting more background on Pug, and when you think about it, to your point, Kevin, even for Jen, we don't know a lot about these people, right? Like, mm -hmm. where did Jen and Nikki meet? What, right. What was Nikki's upbringing? What was Pug's upbringing? And again second season whatever we're going to maybe get a little bit of backstory but it's interesting that they do have that power over us that you can just see nikki or see pug and you're like wow this is a cool character and you know virtually nothing about them like there is not a lot that we know about these characters. even jen we don't know a lot about her we don't know what she dealt with when she was in high school i'm sure there's probably some things there driving some of the you know behaviors that she has in life too which i'm sure we'll talk about here coming up um okay so Oh, this was this was something I wanted to talk about. So in this episode, again, the reason this was my favorite episode is because of the introspection that Jen is willing to do for herself, even though the reason that she's doing it is that so she can win. But I'd said not only do we see the parade of jerks and how they affect Jen, right? Like we saw them in the last episode and now in this episode, they're being brought into court. We got to hear all that again. Uh, is Todd a villain? I don't know if we'll, we'll ever find that out, but um, especially that last guy, right. Where he said he openly is like, yes, she Hulk and I had a huge connection, but I don't find Jen attractive at all. But you see the look on her face as all these people went, even on the first viewing, I was like visibly sad when I was watching mm -hmm. this. Cause I'm just like, not only I, I get it. And she even teases herself later at the end of the episode, right. When she says, actually, I quoted it, uh, always count on me to throw me under the bus, uh, when it comes to, and, and I know she's saying that in terms of like, I'm willing to kind of deprecate myself like that so that i can win this case but at the same time she's kind of calling that out too of like she's willing to kind of have that happen to her i guess you could say and i, I guess carol you probably could shed some light on this too certainly but like i don't know that just that would have been really tough i think to have to relive all of those terrible dates and not only doing that through the lens of i have to win this case but of like who am i like this case itself is who am i am i she hulk Am I Jen? These people can't accept me as Jen. These people can't accept me as She-Hulk. Like that has to be mentally just the most exhausting thing in the world. Yeah. Well, I think the just Jen thing is a deep-seated insecurity that she's had for a long time. It's something a lot of us can relate to, women especially, um, because of men like that and for other reasons. But I think she also alludes to it uh in the first couple episodes when she's in boot camp with Bruce and she's saying like, as a female, like I have to deal with all of these emotions. I have to keep them at bay. I have to be in control of them because that's just a normal part of being a girl. And, and like, I'm not trying to say that guys don't deal with any of that because they do, but especially when you're on dating apps, you know, I know I've been on dating apps uh, and they do work sometimes. <laughs> uh, but sometimes they don't. Uh, and a Wait, lot you're dating a ring? 
<laughs> a lot of the time they don't. And a lot of the time you're left dealing with guys like that. And whether or not you're in a courtroom, like parading them around, uh, the fact that they actually came back to her defense, I thought was pretty good because that's more than we usually get. Right. <laughs> like well, maybe they got subpoenaed did. and they had to come. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's fair. But just that um, having to relive like them saying why they don't like you or whatever, I think sets up a future episode with what's his face? Todd. No, gross Josh. Oh, Josh. Yeah. Yeah, Like those insecurities were deepened there. And then that's how he got in is because he abused those insecurities. And then. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, though, I feel like it wouldn't have mattered whether he came in before or after. Like, you know, I feel kind of like you're saying, right? I mean, Jen's probably had those insecure. Like if he'd have showed up and been the first date that she'd have seen, it would have been the same exact story. Just skip to this most recent episode of like. You know, oh, he's a really great guy and he really likes me. And he would have still ended up ghosting him. No matter like, yes and no, because when you've when you've like tried and failed a bunch of times, like you've got up and fallen, then you start like accepting other things and you stop seeing oh, yeah, red flags true. and stuff like that. So maybe like it's very possible that they would have uh, she would have been in a similar situation. But I do think that it was quickened at least by, You're right, yeah. by and, this. And I also think with this courtroom, as you were saying, Alex, like... Uh-oh. No. We'll, Sorry, have to, we'll have to wait to see what Kevin's comment is as he gets <laughs> back. Um, I got to ask you, Kara, what were your thoughts on seeing the Daredevil uh, helmet at the very end of this episode? Did you know that that was the Daredevil helmet? Were you anything about it that you were like, oh, cool? Or was it more just like a, eh, okay, whatever? Uh, I never watched Daredevil. I've been told by many of you not to because it's yeah. a little more gory than what yeah, I'm able to handle. <laughs> uh, I recognize the helmet. And I know, obviously, we have um, Kingpin in Echo. Uh, and so, cool. He seems like people are excited about it. So... I like I like when uh, characters go in other people's stuff. Yes. So even though I don't know him and I don't know anything about him, like I love that he's in this because it does increase the excitement level. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's strange, and this was something I think we probably talked about this on the last show, but um, you know they teased Daredevil being in this in the trailers for the show, mm-hmm. and we still haven't seen him. And then they they show him a hat, his hat. And we still haven't seen him. And my message has still been, this isn't the Daredevil show. This is the She-Hulk show. So don't expect him to be here. But at the same time, don't, you know, not to like dangle a toy in front of a kid and be like, oh, but I'm never going to give you that toy. Like, just don't dangle it in the first place. Don't show him and have it be a surprise. Um, So yeah, we'll have to see. Kevin, uh, you were rudely interrupted by your internet connection. Yes, yes, I was. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. I was saying, uh, so... In the courtroom, she saw the whole season is essentially about she Jen coming to terms with her identity and whatnot. You know, so having her dates say all that, you know, I feel like made her understand. Okay, She Hulk is up until that point, she was like Jen's one person, She Hulk's another. You know, we're separate. And then I feel like hearing the dates say that she's like, okay, She Hulk's maybe going to have to become part of my life to like have, find some balance. You know, so then when Josh comes in, she's like. She's seeing somebody be more attracted to Jen first than She-Hulk first, so that's like that's yeah. that's a better clamp for her to be like to latch on. And I think 
kind of what Kara was saying about how if it, if he came sooner, it probably wouldn't have had the same effect mm -hmm. that it did. So that's kind of what I was trying to go for that. And then as I jump back in here, I heard you talking about Daredevil. Yeah, that the helmet and the tease at the end of the episode. I think it it's been bad because we knew he was coming regardless. But I think if if that just dropped. And one, that should have been the post-credit of that episode um, or one of them or something, right. you know, like that should have been in there. But if, if it just dropped and we just see the helmet and we had no idea he was coming, I mean, beyond the like, oh, he might be in it. Like then if it, he didn't come episode six, then episode seven, then be like, okay, what's going on here? You know, like that would have been, I think, worse than this. But I mean, yeah, to your point, it's Jennifer's show. And that's how I, why I feel like the start of episode six, she's like, oh, hey, it's the random episode, the wedding episode that happens to fall at a completely inconvenient time. Yep, here it is. Like, here we go. You know, and it is essentially saying, like, yeah, there's no daredevil in this episode. So, yeah, um, insane. And and again, I it's I, I don't need I didn't need daredevil in this at all. But you tell me that he's going to be in it. Like, you can't just say it and not show it. Like, we're going to see it. It's going to be great. Honestly, he's going. I still stand by it. He's going to be the date. He's going to be the perfect date, right? Because he's blind. So he can't see what she looks like. So it doesn't matter. And he it's going to be a doomed romance, but it's going to be this like, don't give up, Jen, because I, I, I love this. And I put a note in here, too, about uh, I think it was at the very end, but I just how cool it was. I love. Oh, this was on the other one. Um, regardless, I like that Marvel's showing this that, you know, we've seen we don't see a lot of romance in the MCU. We see bits and pieces of it. Right. We saw Tony and Pepper and there's a couple of others as well. But like we're seeing bad romance now in the sense of like it's not always going to work out. It's normal not, stuff. <laughs> it, it, exactly. And it's and it's to the point where it's frustrating. And, and so you get to hear like Kara saying how relatable this is. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, and for some people, right, for those people who maybe are upset about this show who have never even been on a date, like they don't realize that it's like you're probably going to miss so many mm -hmm. more times than hitting that really great one. And I just, I applaud them for showing that because I hate it. <laughs> like I hate, okay, this is the sixth person and this still hasn't found love, but that's real, right? Like that's exactly mm -hmm. what we need to see. And that breakdown like that is going to make the moment she does find someone. And this is again, like you said, Kevin, very comic-y in the sense of like, she dates a lot of different people in the comics to just be with someone, even if it's for mm -hmm. a little bit like daredevil, even if it's for an episode and it's positive and it's fun, like, that's the juice that we'll use to take into the next time she tries to date someone and, you know, they tried to kill her. So, um, and, and the piece I'll talk about here too, real quick. I want to, I don't know if you guys saw this in the note. I, I said the character dirt journey of Jen, I think is really interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, it's turning into a, a favorite of mine. So episode one, she becomes She-Hulk. Episode two, She-Hulk is now her face, but she won't admit it. Right. She in that second episode, she doesn't she doesn't want to be She-Hulk, really. You know, they but they're forcing her to be She-Hulk to work. Third episode is her coming to terms with being She-Hulk. So now she's kind of like, OK, I'm just going to do it. I'm She-Hulk. I guess that's when she goes on the news and says, you know, that's what they give me, I guess. But then season four, she tried to be Jen, but decides to be She-Hulk and is rejected as Jen through the dating. So now she's got this. Oh, is Jen the problem or is She-Hulk the problem? Because I thought it was She-Hulk, but now I'm starting to think it's Jen. Uh, and I loved in that episode, too, it might have been or the second one where she talks in, in third person to herself. Where she, as She-Hulk, she's saying Jen. Mm -hmm. And I was, I found that really interesting of like, she's, but she is Jen. And then this fifth episode, she has to now fight to prove that she is She-Hulk. And by doing so, seeing all these dates coming by and all of that, she embraces it. 
uh, but realizes now she needs the help with the dual identity. She clearly has a dual identity disorder at this point in a sense, right? Like she's struggling with it. See episode six. She is now for she's come to terms with it at the end of this episode, right? Yes, I'm She-Hulk too. But then in trying to celebrate that, that's the whole point of this episode is actually we want you to be Jen now. We don't want you to be She-Hulk anymore. Please don't be She-Hulk at my wedding. And so just when she got to that point of acceptance with herself, she has to go back and deal with being Jen. And then we see now in the seventh episode too, uh, accepting both of herself through therapy, right? She says at the end of the fifth episode, I'm going to need some therapy. And we actually get some therapy for her in the seventh. Uh, but yes, yeah, so sixth, inconvenient wedding, annoying wedding. There would have been a great post-credit scene for this to show who the groom was or maybe <laughs> even the wedding ceremony because we don't see any of that. I really looked for it in, the, in that second view when I watched. I'm like, so we, we never know who the groom was. Kevin, did you... Did you? Did I miss something? No, you didn't. No, you didn't miss anything. But I, I feel like that's part of the point that it was just more of like the bridezilla type esque things and like the things of like bad bridesmaid experiences and like that one friend who gets th thrown all the tasks to do like on the wedding. You know, that's essentially what Jen became because she's a high school friend who doesn't keep in touch anymore. You know, so. Um, but I thought some of the stuff was really uh, fun. Um, her dancing to Annie Lennox, the walking on broken glass was like when getting drunk and just uh, at the cash bar, you know, like that was like, that was good. And then uh, the DJ uh, in, uh, incredible, 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 incredible Hulk. Yeah. Her cousin, her dumb cousin. That was, that was just dumb, but yeah. And then, yeah. And then you get the titania aspect of it, um, which I feel like this is like what Kara was saying. Like, she's just like, why is she here and like you're not getting it and so to me so in the comics um she goes by the nickname skeeter which essentially like a mosquito essentially and she just kind of like hovers and she's just kind of like there and you like swat her away and then she'll go away but then she'll like come back and annoy you like that's essentially what's happening in this this episode or the series it's like she's just there and then she gets has all this gripe with she hulk and jen and like jen is like like what like i don't have anything with you and then she like gets defeated like in court and then she'll go away and then all she's back at the wedding to try and like do it and then she gets knocked out and humiliated and then she's left and then we haven't seen didn't see her last week we might not see her again i feel like we might get her one more time in the season and like that and then that'll just like kind of wrap it up even more or something in a sense like it might tire her in with some of the story bits but to me i'm like i understand why this is frustrating but it's like this is kind of her character like she's just there and she just exists and is annoying yeah she yeah. is the mark brandanowitz of this <laughs> wait are you saying you don't want jamila jamil to come back next season i just think that she's she's fine you know, Mark Brandanowitz was fine in Parks and Recreation, but once they got rid of him and brought him better. somebody else, the show took off. And I think yeah. that this character is holding the show back a little bit. Kevin's explanation of like the mosquito that comes in and out, that makes it a little bit better for me. Uh, because as somebody who doesn't read the comics, which I'm sure many of uh -huh. you are like me, doesn't work it doesn't like there's no point to her character and i do think that she's holding the story back yeah i mean, it de I mean in a sense it she derails things any and that's maybe that's what we call her the derailer because every time she comes on it's like oh everyone stop what you're doing and look at me and she i mean that's credit to jamila jamil because uh i hate titania too 
But I think she's doing a great job performance-wise doing that to make right. her 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 makeup is absolutely obnoxious and totally on point. Like it looks really good, but at the same time, it is so extra. Her outfits are super extra. Her attitude. I love that the what was it? She-Hulk by Titania. Thank you. Like <laughs> that whole bit. I like I liked it, but I liked how frustrated I was of like why would you call your beauty product she hulk like why everything she does is to annoy jen and it's annoying me and it's annoying <laughs> a lot of these viewers but again it's like that's kind of i guess what it is but she ruined the wedding and and even worse than that she broke her veneers on her own that made me so happy like i love that she's the one who injured herself like yeah because she is the problem uh, but yeah, so okay, rant, are we are we good? Do we need any more soapbox <laughs> on uh, Titania? Kara? No, I mean, but I, I I will. I do understand what Kara was saying. Like, it, we didn't get a good that this the series could have done a better reason of like why she like obviously she doesn't like Jen because she defeated her in court, but like we had to like infer a lot of that you know so and i feel like that's part of kara's problem is that like we or yours a little too alex is that yeah it just happened and then it's like oh now she hates jen but jen doesn't really reciprocate but like why is that hatred so why is there so much hatred there you know because like yeah. sure she got defeated in court but like if they just went their separate ways that that could have been it but like so what why did that stick with her for so long to be this little annoyance also like where did she get her powers from why is like when her blood yeah. sugar is low she's pounding down doors in a court or walls in a court like You're, no you'd have to ask our good friend ryan about that sense. yeah yeah we gotta ask ryan okay, I, feel, I, I do i i feel like that blood sugar though that was while it was a joke for the series i feel like it was something I think it said like her lawyer said, so I feel like it was like a lawyer spin to be like, oh yeah, this is why she like went uncontrollable, like because of her blood sugar, you know. It, it it actually wasn't because it was just because she wanted to get out of traffic court or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was but just a fun. Yeah. Look, all we need is ten minutes of Titania backstory, and I bet you we would end up liking her, right? How did she get her powers? It's probably super yeah. traumatic. Maybe some story of when she was younger and got you know shown up by a bully or something, and that's what yeah, she was bullied. Yeah, and she or, was bullied. like if she's a better bad guy than we think, and her whole act is that she's playing a, a downplayed villain, right? Yep. Like if she's actually an evil genius, and her whole cover was that she was going to be this annoying thing to Jen like then I'm like okay like that's right. cool but there's some piece and I hope that we get that piece and if we don't get that piece I maintain my Mark Brandon's theory maybe she maybe cares onto something and she's the Hulk King Ooh, that's I don't think so. I don't think so, but but that would be something Kara was kind of leading towards that. So Maybe, I was like, no. um, yeah, I noted here I said appropriate that she slips on her own stupidity. <laughs> uh, but then my next note, uh, the Hulk King logo is modeled after Pepe the Frog. If you guys know who that is, that like yes, 4chan frog that looks disgusting. I was like, okay, I noticed that on a bigger screen. I was like, oh, look at that. They've even got the frog. Uh, but yes, yeah, so this episode is the episode where we learn about the intelligentsia. Intelligentsia, I think. Intelligentsia, really yeah. Um, yes, in the comics, that's a, a more recent thing. Mm -hmm. But it is a lot of, it's like the smart people, Illuminati in a sense, right? It's like, you know, the leader. and Marduk. Yep. And they're, they're all just trying to do science. I'm sure it's very similar to this. Clearly, at the end of mm -hmm. this, we see, ah, oh, we should just use a bigger needle. So clearly, they're not super smart, but... <laughs> 
they're getting there. They're getting close clearly by the end of this, uh, um, this next uh, episode. So yeah, episode seven. Uh, and I guess real quick too, cause that was the same one. Like I said, Mallory and Nikki, I thought that whole thing was great. Mr. Immortal. Immortal. And, um, that was probably one of my favorite B stories of, uh, we got the major domo from book of Boba Fett. Yes. I thought that was awesome. And he's married multiple times legally. I'm dead, but <laughs> you know, it's a dude. You are just, I love that. They call him out. I love the whole I love Nikki shining as well. Yeah. That and was great. The quote unconventional and excellent yeah. uh, was what Mallory said to her, which it was, that was a really wild settlement agreement, but, uh, Hey, we, you do whatever you can to get that case settled. So, um, did you guys have any thoughts on that? Carrie, you first. Yeah, yeah I, I hated the Mr. Immortal thing. Oh. Him constantly throwing himself out the window. Like, ugh. Right. <laughs> I hated that. The, like, the concept of it is, like, kind of funny. I could have gone without it. Nikki um, connecting with people, I think, is a really good uh, representation of generational differences. Because I think the next up-and-coming generation, mine, maybe millennial, but mostly the generation below uh mine what are they gen, gen z. z gen z they're so good at doing things unconventionally and finding new ways of doing things and not that i think that nikki is gen z but just the parallel between like the way things are normally done and then meeting a person where they're at and actually like hey let's work together to do this and create our own pathway is very like parallel to the next generation so i thought that was cool i really liked that yeah good point yeah i like the mr immortal stuff i thought it was hilarious that he was just like as soon as as soon as it just got like he was like this is too hard i can't deal with this i'm just gonna go die and then like just move on to like somebody else and then the fact that somebody recorded it and put it on the internet is how um he got outed or whatever you know so um, i thought that was great and you know like you said major the major domo from uh Book of Boba Fett, so that was great to see him. Um, and I, I, I think I had said this too. Like, I definitely thought Nikki had a crush on Mallory, and then when she was like, Mallory was like, "Oh yeah, I'm married with like a kid or whatever." She was like, "Oh, okay," but then I feel like she got a little heartbroken because I, I totally was reading that she was she was crushing on Mallory. See, in that one, I was like, I need to know some more info on Mallory now because all we know is that she's been married, has a kid. Uh, I need to know who her spouse is. Like, I, I got to see, because she's amazing. Like, it's got to be someone equally amazing. I did love the line, too, of, uh, I will never understand women, even if I live to be, and I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay, cool. So, episode seven. Guys, I can't tell you. I mean, I could probably pull it up, but the song that plays at the beginning of this, I can't stress to you enough. I listened to that song probably 200 times last year. I just had that playing in the car. I would sing it, jam to it. And uh, I, I messaged you guys to watch the music video. I don't know if you did, but the music video uh, is very similar to the opening of this. And the, you know, the Heim sisters are, the song is essentially about getting back into, you know, these same relationships that you're trying to get out of, but now I'm in it and I'm trying to find a way back to, you know, back to get back to it sort of thing. And, just like this opening montage was so amazing because I knew that it wasn't going to last so because of the music video. So mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, that's the reason they're playing. This is like, well, here we go again, trying again. And of course, it's this Josh guy. And I'm like, there's just there's something about it. And so for some reason, as I was watching it, I was very emotional of like just feeling so bad for Jen of like, look at all of this great stuff that they're doing together. I'm like, when's the next shoe going to fall? 
And then the minute, you know, she has that good morning text or whatever, I was like, oh, this is what they're going. But that I didn't necessarily like I thought it was going to be him. But then I got thrown off the scent when um, what was his name? Uh, not Thunder Wrecker, Wrecker. Um, came in. I was like, oh, maybe it's him. And I kind of forgot. But I was like, oh, he's just the jerk that ghosted. But then when, you know, they say three days late, even just when they said three days later, I was like, oh, yep, okay, yep, he, you know, he's that guy. So let's just talk about that before we get into the other pieces of this. Josh is an absolute slime ball, uh, ab- total piece of trash, human garbage. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other appropriate words, Kara. I know we threw around a lot of explicatives before the episode <laughs> started. Uh, what an, I just, he seemed like a nice guy too. Like yeah. I was like, okay, even if this doesn't work out, like at least he's showing her a good time. I love that they went to the drive-in, you know, they had yeah. some jokes, some good times walking around to just, go- I have never ghosted someone. I don't think if someone's out there and they've been ghosted by me, let me know. But I don't, I just can't imagine doing that to somebody. Like That does not surprise me at all. You're such a wonderful human. <laughs> I mean, like, even if I didn't want to talk to you anymore, I, I would be nice enough to at least just be like, even if it was made up of like, hey, this isn't working out or it's not you, like, I would at least tell you. I just, mm-hmm. the, the, cause I've been in the situation of texting somebody, we all have, whether it's getting ghosted by somebody or like, hey, you're, you're in a steady relationship for years with somebody and you text them and they don't respond. That is accurate of constantly checking your phone, trying mm-hmm. to refresh your texts as if that's a thing. Like in the car, I was like, I can relate to that sitting and watching Muppets late at night, (laughs) random show. Yeah. Whatever you can do to take your mind off your phone. I just applaud her for not texting more than once because she did. She did. 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 I'm saying I would have probably thrown a couple more in there. Like, Hey, like she said, are you okay? At least like one of those kinds of, I I was, I was waiting for that double text. I was like, they were going to throw the double text. And the way she did that was like, "Mm," I was like, yeah. What was was it? I just wanted to check. Are you okay? (laughs) Blushing face. Like, Oh, Jen, no. Kara, what did you think about this whole opening, this whole relationship with Josh? Let it out. So as you guys know, after episode six, I made it very clear that if Josh was back, I would <laughs> my body. <laughs> and my mind was lost uh, because, yeah, I was really upset. I Again, I take everything in the show with a grain of salt. I don't trust anybody or anything. And so when I can go back and actually enjoy the show and the different moments, like the therapy moments and whatever, where I'm not like waiting for somebody to turn. Um, I was very upset as soon as he didn't text her back in the morning, like within the first like two seconds that she sent the text and then she was looking at it. I knew exactly what was happening. Like I've been there very many times and I knew exactly what being ghosted is like. And unfortunately the reality is that a lot of guys will hit and run. Uh, And so when a girl is all excited about it, she thought she was doing all the right things. She's doing everything you're quote unquote supposed to do. You're supposed to lure them in by not giving them everything right away. You know, a couple of dates, you know, see, go out in public, like have dates, you know, don't give yourself up all this kind of stuff. And it still ended up how it usually ends up, unfortunately. Um, So yeah, like all of that was very, real not like you said not checking your phone going somewhere but when she was going through the yoga retreat and she kept looking for signal I was screaming at the tv because I was like this is such a blessing for you 
to not right. have a signal. Because when you, if you think back to when you've been in that situation, if you didn't have signal, like what a blessing that is to not constantly be looking at your phone the whole time. Even if you might be thinking about it, knowing like, okay, he's probably texted me or she's probably texted me or whatever. By the time I turn my phone on, but then you turn your phone on and you have nothing. Like yeah. it's all oh, thing. that's got to be the worst part of it too. Because I remember a couple of years, probably like, well, geez, now it would have been like six or so. Oh no, it's like eight years ago. My, uh, my cousin, my brother and I, we went camping. And we went to this campsite that was like a cabin. It was supposed to be a really short hike, but it ended up snowing. And so it was a six-mile hike one way to this cabin. No electricity, nothing. We got snowed in this cabin for uh, the night. But Lisa was texting me, and I didn't know because we had no service. And so I was like, oh, no, she probably thinks I'm dead. And I and I was about to be dead. We had no water. We had nothing. Like, we we were – it was – we'll have to talk about it another time for a long version of the story. It's a really funny story. But, but yeah, uh, once we got back into, like, the city, my phone just blew up with text messages and voicemails and all this. And I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. We had no service. Again, I communicated right when I got to the service. But, you know, it's a great point, I think, that uh, Emil is the one of all people being like, this is a blessing in disguise. Like mm-hmm. you know, sometimes these are the best teachers. He says something like, are you feeling like you want to, you want to learn? I can tell you don't really want to learn right now, but like she really was in a perfect spot for this to happen. But I do have to call out the, I wouldn't call it lazy writing, but I, I think I said the writing gymnastics of uh, just the fact that, oh yeah, insane that the, the plot gymnastics to destroy Jen's Prius and I'm a Prius guy myself. I have my own Prius. But the fact that just out of nowhere, two supervillains show up in this giant retreat and fight on her car. Like, no, like they couldn't have done that anywhere else or seen the car. Like, oh, let's go fight over here. Like, but I was it. convinced, though, that they were bad and they had brought her there. Like, was that like the point of it was to throw yeah. us off and make us feel like she was being trapped? Maybe. You, and that's a really good point because I noticed that the second time I watched it and what now that you mentioned that I was thinking that because I was on edge in that episode. I was like, yes. okay, is yes. it Josh? Is Josh here? Yes. And, you know, Wrecker shows up. Uh, great. So is it Wrecker? Is Emil actually a bad guy? And yeah, so that's a great point. I think maybe it was suspense related that they did it the way that they did it. Um, Can and, I ask a question? Please. When they say that uh, his tracker went off because he was checking chickens do you guys believe that like i i do actually i do they showed they showed chickens there were chickens yeah there were chickens running around there were chickens running around i think that he turned into abomination i am like so sure i well i hope you're right but like in in watching it you know he he touched an electric fence and that would totally trip up his thing i think at the same time my my theory is he was seeing what could potentially like he wasn't invested in the chickens, but he's trying to see what could possibly like trigger oh, it. So like he was like, cause I don't know. I Emil just feels too good to be true. I want him to stay like how he is, but he feels too good to be true. Um, so yeah, I feel part it's partially yes, he was caring to his chickens, but also he was like, Let me see what this is gonna do if I get near this electric fence. Like what's gonna happen? I don't think he changed though. I just think he he tripped it so he could figure out a way to fry it so then he can change and it technically I don't know yeah because I, I just keep thinking of him and Wongers heading off to uh, what in China Macau. Was it? To, <laughs> to, 
to yeah. do that little fighting ring and how much fun he looked like he was having in that area. And so I don't think that he's turning into Abomination to be like an evil you know, villain, but I think that he just has fun in the fight rings and stuff like that, or like with some of his wives that he has or his soulmates or whatever. Like you never know. Yeah. You know, he's in a, in a way he's kind of living his best villain life of like, you know, as Wong, right. You know, we still haven't gotten the answer to that of why did Wong really come and get him? Like there, he did not come to get him to prove himself to be the sorcerer. He could have picked anyone. He could have gotten some dragon to fight like from one of the other things. Um, yet he picked Emil Blonsky and here Blonsky is again, just, you know, it's like, Hey, just chill on your farm, do what you do. You love what you're doing. And he's probably for real as that person of like, Hey, I'm just a chill guy now. But at the same time, I'm sure he wouldn't say no to if uh, Val showed up and said, I got a job for you or Wong showed up and said, yeah, I'll do that on the side sort of thing. But like, I think there's some stuff that they have to explain in yes. these last two i don't know how they're going to do it in these last two episodes but they do have some things certainly in that realm to kind of go off of i actually we're definitely going to find out because this whole jen's blood which is also the abominations blood too mm-hmm. it's all going to come to a head mm-hmm. i bet in that last i bet that last episode's extra long um so. okay kevin i got some questions for you here i i, I saw it. a little bit of this but we've got we've got some new supervillains. we've got yeah. man bull We've yes. got El Aguilar. We've mm-hmm. got Porcupine. We've got Saracen. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them, I had confirmed they're on the comics. I knew of none of them, but they're all like random characters, right? I think I saw someone like an Ant Man. Yeah, Porcupine. Porcupine's an uh, Ant Man villain. El uh, Aguilar, I think, was a uh, Luke and uh, Iron Fist. Luke Cage, Iron I Fist. I think so. <laughs> Maybe Iron Man as well. Uh, Saracen is a. Blade, I Punisher, that makes sense. and he's a vampire. For hey, then, first mention of vampires, right? Uh, second, some, second, there was vampires. Some, some, somebody said vampires somewhere else. Um, in a movie or a I show think, or something, something like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought, um, yeah, El Aguilar is also a mutant, which uh, they yep. did show uh, he can uh, he can shoot electricity, but he has to be holding something solid to like as a conduit. So his sword obviously you know and that's so that was pretty cool but yeah i thought the the group of them was really great and they were like they were fun and what like you were saying i was on edge the entire time not knowing who was like were they out to get jen like what was happening like were they part of intelligentsia like what's going on here um but i i hope they just like ended up just being a fun loving group of guys just trying to work through their problems and becoming not super villains anymore you know so mm-hmm. uh yeah they were really cool yeah i think porcupine might have been my favorite just because he was like he didn't want to take his thing off and then he does and they're like oh please put it back on it smells disgusting <laughs> yeah <laughs> kara what do you think of the villains yeah i thought it was nice once i got past the you know will they won't they <laughs> right. like, like yeah. the killer that kind of stuff but it, it was entertaining um i saw on the wall we got Obama stay. Yep. Yo, that was so funny. That was great. One of the posters, I think it was uh, today is today or something, or, or, <laughs> or, or, or it's like it was like, um, or something. It was something like something that. Like, like that. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty. It was like a, it was like one of those like helpful cat posters, but it was just like very <laughs> dumb and very stupid. It was it was fun. Yeah. Um, great line from Wrecker, who again I was like, okay, he's. I really hope he's not a bad guy. He said, Jen is hurting and all we can offer her is violence. 
<laughs> I, I liked that line a lot because I think yeah, that's yeah. a very uh, a very male thing to say of like, oh, someone's hurting you or, or you're in trouble. Like, it's I'll time to go up. fight. Yeah. It's time to go beat this person up, which I thought was great. And that leads me to this. I love Carol. We'll start with you on this. I said, I. it's not that it's been finally. We've seen plenty of men in the MCU. But in this show, this show has been very female-centric. Most of her friends are female. Uh, the other characters are female. I love that in this episode, there. I don't think there were any females in the episode. Maybe, Maybe there the were, beginning. But, but to the most part, I love that a squad of men, male supervillains, helped Jen heal. Like, I feel like that was the most unexpected turn of, you know, especially with all the bad experiences that she has had with men throughout the show. For there to be the supervillains <laughs> who are men are the ones who actually help her finally kind of see herself. To me, that was a really big twist. Yeah, and I also think that had they made it a room full of women that we would have lost the rest of the MCU haters <laughs> that we're oh. already getting. Uh, and, and they called it in the show. So I know that they were expecting it. And I think this was maybe something that they were doing to like ease the, the male mind a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was enjoyable. Like, like just because like women empowerment, female empowerment, all that kind of stuff doesn't mean that there aren't men in our lives who are very uh, integral to our forward movements and our growth as, as human beings. You need a little bit of everything, you know, you yeah. have, you can't have one of everything. And I think this shows that. Yeah. Props to them for doing so too. Cause they certainly didn't have to, but it was, it was cool to see. Cause they could have probably thrown, I mean, there's a ton of great female D list villains out there that they probably could have tossed in, but for some reason they, they picked all male, which was interesting. Uh, okay. So also Kevin, did you catch the tow truck? Yep. Slots truck. Slot. I did caught on the second one, but I was like, I did, on the, I did on the first one. Yeah. And the, and the uh, guys, I think I'm pretty sure the guy's uh, name tag said Dan on it. I'm pretty sure. Oh, cool. I'm pretty okay, sure. I didn't yeah. see that. Uh, okay. Last thing. Um, so he copies the phone uh -huh. and I'm curious as to why he's copying. He copies the phone and takes a photo of her. I get her. them trying to get the blood, but why are they taking photos and, and all that creepy extra stuff? Why do you F think the phone, the phone, I was just thinking so that like, if she's like texting people or whatever, they can just like know what she's talking about or like going uh -huh. or like where she's going to be. Maybe like that, that could be that thing. The picture, I, I just to be a weird male creepy fantasy thing of like, oh oh okay i don't yeah. know that, that but yeah i just like i like how it said last episode was my favorite yeah like up until that end scene um then it was just like mm -mm, nope don't mm -hmm. no this is not great um so yeah i honestly don't know i hope they address it next week or in the final episode of just like like just like confront that or like jen gets to like beat him because like she he violated her like that and like yeah so like i hope that's they do that i i'm hoping that being it's a female-centric show and everything that they're like they're like okay we did that and like yeah we're gonna address this you know and i hope they just don't leave it you know or like or it's marvel and the edit was like let's just forget that part or you know i hope that was like part of the plan and i, I hope they address it because i think that will go a long way to be like make jen take the situation back to be for her and not him yeah because i mean that would be that'd be i would not stop thinking about that if they didn't address her either getting a new phone or 
getting rid of whatever he did with her phone. Cause I'd be constantly thinking there that she's being watched. And then also active footage of her deleting that photo that she got taken of her, because I would just hate for that to be out there too. Kara, did you have uh, any thoughts on that final bit? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really hard to watch again, especially yeah. now it's very hard uh, to watch, especially cause you know, that kind of stuff happens in real life. So I tried not to think about it very much. Uh, I just convinced myself that it was proof that he was sending that it was her blood. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure they took pictures in the last three dates before that. So he could have used that. I, yeah. I, or the, my other thought was that he's going to put it up on this site that has been designed to make her look bad and see, look right. how weak she is and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I, assumed that the phone thing had something to do with Bruce as well because obviously he's off mm. doing something they had that whole oh, spaceship yeah. that hasn't been addressed yet from Sakar. Um, and so I had assumed that there was something there that she, they're trying to get a hold because they can clearly get to her it's not that they need extra information to get to her okay. that was as close as you're ever going to get to her and he still didn't get the job done I guess so or he did get the job done. I don't know. So we don't know. I mean, if he would have stabbed that needle into her, she would have woken she up. She would have known. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I know mean, if... it, it, I feel like it. I. I mean, but we also don't. Obviously, we saw she could take the punch from Titania, but was like, so we don't know like how durable is Jen's skin now <laughs> that she has like She Hulk properties in her, you know? So like, could he yeah. have just like pricked her some way and like you know like or you know like obviously we don't think. I hope it wasn't that big needle, but like. He said he got it. So how, what does that mean and how, where, and when, you know, like that's, yeah. yeah. Unless he's not as big of a troll as we think he is. And he pretended that he got blood and that's why he took the picture. Possible. Uh, and then he is disappearing for both of their safety. <laughs> I hope you're right. Kara. <laughs> I hope you are right too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, I'd be fine even if he just called her and said, hey, I deleted that. I deleted all of that yeah. stuff. I'm, you're never going to see me again. I'm yeah. okay with that. But she, yeah. but, she, but she doesn't know yet that any of that has happened right. to her. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I how is she going to find out is the question. On the website. Yeah, maybe. Nikki will find out. Oh, you're right. Ooh, yeah. I bet Nikki finds it or something. Because Nikki has been – I don't think She-Hulk's even really been – checking out the website yeah she said like why do i care about what my yeah no nikki's more concerned about it than uh than jen appeared to be at least yeah yeah awesome. interesting very interesting so last piece um before we wrap up uh kara we'll start with you any predictions thoughts on where <laughs> the show's going we got two episodes left uh honestly i was really hoping shang chi was gonna show up <laughs> i think that there was some talk about that and there's no way <laughs> He shows up now, the whole thing's going out the window. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess Hulk's going to come back with some nonsense from Sakaar and some other stuff and create some drama and this and that. And then there's going to be some more drama here and there. <laughs> Just more drama. So some more confusion. And then hopefully there will be a little bit more clarity. And then I'm sure it will end on confusion. Mm, yes, perhaps on an end cliffhanger or something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, what about you? Um, I I don't actually think Hulk's coming back in the series. I think I think that mm. ship was like he was he's he was uh, he did his little bit and he's gone. And then the next time we see him, it's going to be whatever other property he shows up in. 
Um, I think Daredevil's next, uh, this week's episode, I don't know what narrative reason he, beyond him coming to get his suit from Luke, uh, one, why is he doing, getting a suit out in LA, you know? So like he's coming to get it, but then how does that going to tie into anything? Um, and then, yeah, I think we'll find out Intelligentsia and Hulk King or whatever is the leader, or at least somebody acting on the leader's behalf if we don't actually see Tim Blake Nelson. So we'll see that. Um, and I feel feel like that'll get wrapped up by the or end of ne- this week's, and then all of the final episode will deal with that. And then my only other thing is, I I uh, think on the first episode when Brian, when we talked about episode one, my or uh, one of our prediction shows, I was like, God, this would be the show to see Kevin Feige. And I'm like, I feel like, like you have like Jen talking to Kevin Feige, you know, like as a fourth wall type thing. Oh, I, I don't see that. I can't see that happening anymore. It's like, I like, it would have had, I feel like it would have happened in like five, six or seven, but like in these final two episodes, like to me, it's just like the way that the way the story is going, like, I just don't know if I can see it, but maybe I'll be proven wrong and he'll pop up. But I just like, I wanted to, I was like, that probably would have been good. And I think there was like a rumor way back that's why it was a seed in my brain and i'm just like i don't know but i don't think it's gonna happen now and that'll be a little upsetting because then it'll probably have to happen in deadpool and i was like oh it could have been great if it was in she hulk so yeah you will i feel like she hulk's a little more nice in terms of like she would have been understanding if kevin said something whereas deadpool is probably going to try to kill him or something like that like that would be wild um but yeah that's an interesting i've not heard that prediction so hang on to that one you might be right um we'll have to see but that is where we're going to wrap things up. So we do have some uh, items to look forward to. So I'm going to go down the list here next week on Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. Uh, Brian's going to be talking about Werewolf by Night. The new uh, special presentation comes out on Friday. Kara? she's Kara's not going to watch it. Not I, not. From, from Black what I, and white, scary <laughs> monsters, a lot of blood. From what I've been blood. reading about stuff, I, Kara, I don't think you will like this at all. So. Yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Are you going <laughs> to... Are you going to at least, are you going to try to watch it or are you just not going to? No. Okay. That's fair. Hey, well, hey, you tune in here and we'll tell you all you need to know. Um, the blood and the gore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, tomorrow on uh, my own show, Comics and Cinema, uh, guest of the show, Anthony, is going to be coming in. We are talking physical media and why it is still so important. Uh, so we're going to be bringing some of our favorite examples of our own personal physical media that we're going to be sharing uh, on the live stream. So tune in tomorrow. We got Agents of Field. Uh, I don't know what they're up to this Wednesday, but last Wednesday they did the Pixar draft. Uh, which was great. Really funny. I enjoyed listening to that one. They got some pretty interesting characters. It was Disney and Pixar, um, which was nice. Uh, Nerdy Girls After Dark. Kara, any, uh, anything to look forward to this week? Is there a show on the docket? Uh, next week. We next are week. taking a week off this week, but go and watch our MCU episode, our ghosting episode, or our dating app episode. All very applicable to She-Hulk at the yes. conversation we had today. <laughs> Engad should be sponsored by Marvel. <laughs> and she, yeah. uh, those are all great episodes. I've I've been listening to them. Oh, and Kevin dropped off. Eh, yikes! Maybe he's part of Intelligentsia. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, Kevin's great. Uh, we also have the there's two other shows going on as well. We've got one pod to rule them all, where uh, Brian and Sarah break down the Lord of the Rings, the new show, Rings of Power, uh, and also Babu's freaking podcast, which I think is going to be back soon. Um, we'll have to check in with Brian uh, as they hopefully start talking about Andor, which uh, <laughs> we've been calling it just Andor. I'd rather watch something <laughs> else. Uh, so uh, we'll see about that. But for Earth's Mightiest Weirdos, Kara, Kevin, thank you guys so much for joining. 
And uh, to all of us, Brian, we're thinking about you, buddy. Good luck out there. And uh, let us know if we can we can help in any way. But for EMW, for the children. Now case closed. <laughs>